Guys, welcome to the pilot episode of Outside the Industry. My name is Carlos. I'm here with Grace and Lenny. Together, we are outside the industry. We speak outside the industry where we talk about anything and everything pop culture. Let's start off with music and we'll lead into more things down the line. Grace, let's start with the first topic. What is your what is your music taste? Where did you come from? Where did you come Oh, Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe's Well, <laughs> you're dumb. Um, if I had to categorize my music taste, I think I would have to split it into pop, rock, and hip-hop. Those are the three defining genres for me, because going back to... I started branching out into my own taste when I was, like, 13, but before that, it was, like, all the stuff that my parents were listening to. My mom really likes 80s music, 90s music, and then she likes stuff like Linkin Park and Lance Morissette, stuff like that. So I listened to that, and then as I got older, delved off into my own taste. So now I'm pretty much like a mix of... I used to say that I liked everything but country, but then I was... As I grew, I was like, I will literally listen to anything that sounds good. Like, it doesn't matter the language, doesn't really matter the genre. Like, there's some stuff that I prefer over others, but as a whole, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll give anything a chance once. I have my favorites, but yeah. Do you think there's anything off limits to you? Like, when it comes to, like, what they're talking about? Like, subject matter, specifically. Um, I don't know if there's, like, specific subjects that I will be like, I will absolutely not listen to that, because there's some real messed up stuff on some of my playlists. But there's some specific artists that I'm like, I just cannot with you, so it's the way that they execute it. It's not so much the content as it is the execution, so. Okay, I just have, I have a question. <laughs> What's the most messed up song you have that's, like... <laughs> Why do you? I thought we were being a family-friendly channel for like I the know, first ten minutes. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to be like, I got some real messed up stuff. Yeah, I kind of. Well, threw me it's off not part. like it's nothing like super terrible. It's more like the artist, like I said, like oh, Kanye okay. West. I've got like a few. I've got a Marilyn Manson song in my playlist. There's a the Jonas Brothers. I'm, some of the Jonas Brothers stuff is good, man. Like that shit. Murder Love <laughs> is a hood classic. No. Uh, but that, that's okay. turn, that turns into like a whole separate the art from the artist thing. So it's like, do you separate the art from the artist? It depends. It it really depends on who it is and what they've done. Like, I still have, like I said, I just said I have a Marilyn Manson song still, and that guy's trash. But I deleted all my Kanye songs from Spotify when the Nazi thing happened. So except Runaway. Sorry, but but we ain't. We ain't sorry. <laughs> it's. I mean, if you want to speak for her, I guess. Don't 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 put words in my mouth. <laughs> but um, that's how it is for me. So right. that makes me. I don't want to get into the whole ethical thing, but you know. Um, you kind of already did. <laughs> well, I didn't bring it up, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Lawrence, what would you say your music history is? Uh, it's all weird. It's all, it's literally just all over the place. I think the first song that I've ever listened to was definitely rap. 
but I wasn't really into it until I played Midnight Club 3 and I heard Go DJ for the first time. Because for some odd reason, Lil Wayne was just that guy. Like, only guy I listened to for like six years. Like, only rapper that I really cared about. And then somebody was like, hey man, this dude on YouTube kind of funny. I think he released music too. And I saw Childish Gambino for the first time on uh, Derek Comedy. And then I listened to Childish Gambino. And he got me into indie music. Because he sampled uh, Grizzly Bear. I think the song was called Two Weeks. I forget which song it is. I know it's a Grizzly Bear song. And then from there, I heard his sad music. I was like, man, I do be sad. And this is hidden right now. And then slowly just turned into an emo kid, like emo rap mainly. And then other emo songs connected with me. But it's like always, it always goes back to rap, R&B, and then alternative music. Like those probably are my top three genres. No doubt. Who do you say your top artists were? Uh, currently or like back then? We'll currently. Currently? I can also answer that question. I think my top five is Tyler the Creator, Childish Gambino. Not in order. Not in order. Because Childish Gambino is number one. If I'm doing it in order, it's Childish Gambino, Tyler the Creator. Uh, I would put Drake up there just because it's really fun to listen to him. And then I would put Trippy Red up there. And then, I think for my fifth place, it would probably change out a lot. Right now, it's Killer Mike, R, LP, or Run the Jewels in general. Since it's, but I'm gonna just say Run the Jewels because I really like Killer Mike and LP as a unit. But separately, there's really they're really good, especially that new Killer Mike album. Grace, what would you be your top five? Please say you can answer the question. I can. At the moment, it's Fleetwood Mac, Dreamcatcher, Gorillaz, TLC, and Mac Miller. Interesting. What's yours? I would say my top five, not in order, would be Kane Hill, uh, Denzel Curry, Mac Miller, um... I'd have to say, probably Post Malone. He's like in the. He's barely there though. I just listen to him a lot, but barely he's barely there. there. Um, he just goes dummy some sometimes. Okay. That's fair. That's surprising to me because of how much he, you do play him. Like, like I do play him a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I think over the years, as time comes, his lyricism has gone just like kind of down the drain. And a lot more poppy, and so like some of it does go hard, but I do like his older stuff better. Um, and I think Smino would also be a good type five. Like I just been this—he's a new pickup for me within like this year type new pickup, but he's just been constantly on my on my listens like nonstop on my playlist constantly. Would you say he's your favorite discovery this year? A hundred percent. Yeah, he would 100% be my favorite discovery of this year so far. Um, 
But in terms of my music history, I was a, I was a emo kid. I was listening to the works back then. I was like, literally MCR. I was really into Fall Out Boy too. They're, I don't think they're necessarily considered emo, but for sure alternative back then to the early 2000s. They're emo, they were, depending on they the person that you emo. speak to. Yeah, like I said, like some, you, you talk to some people and they say, oh no, they're emo. Some of them is like, nah, bro, that's just alternative. So I feel like especially who you talk to. It depends on what album you're talking about. Because them now is like them when they released From Under the Cork Tree, which is the one that everybody knows with Sugar were going down. That was emo. Uh, then, I feel like for me, mine was, my favorite album is Save Rock and Roll from yeah, Fall Out Boy. But I think that was, because that was when they came back from their like hiatus. And then that was like already a shift. And it's like... That album is so good. It's front to back, no skips for me personally. Amazing album. But it was like mostly like a whole bunch of like Panic at Disco, Fall Out Boy. Then I kind of switched gears and it was cringe for a little while. I was listening to Hollywood Undead. Don't know when I did that. Um, <laughs> but then I started going more into heavy metal, so Wage War, like Beartooth. Uh, Chelsea Grin, um, and then I discovered Iceland Kills and Kane Hill, and I just kind of rode that wave until after like high school when I started listening to more rap. So I was listening to more, just like anything and everything in rap I could get my hands on. I was a J Cole stand for like a good half a year. Regretted it. Um, <laughs> Damn, it bro! Why'd you regret it? I just. I put him on too much of a pedestal, I think. You I, know, like, yeah, I was I like, too. he can't do no wrong. I also did that. Um, <laughs> it was a lot longer than half a year, though. So, I just think I put him too much on a pedestal. Like, he's good. Amazing rapper. Don't get me wrong. Like, changed waves, turned heads. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, I don't know. I just think he's just too corny sometimes. Fire, fire, though. Fire, though. Um... And now I've just been listening to a lot of rap. Um, I've been listening to like Sismino, Amine, um, Denzel Curry, J.I.D. Shit, even like some Bad Bunny. Some. Some. Yeah. Yeah, like some. <laughs> I would, like it's it's a good amount. And I want to say like I'm a big Bad Bunny fan. This is because I just only listen to like a handful of songs, but that's yeah. about it. You know, but like when he goes on, I'm like I'm not skipping for the most part. <clears throat> If we're talking about artists that, like, like specifically moved my journey forth in music, first one was Lady Gaga. From the moment I first heard Just Dance. Now, I remember this because I was, like, eight, and I was, like, this. I don't, it wasn't even, like, that deep back then. Like, I didn't understand, you know, half of what was going on with the fame because I was just too young for it, but nonstop playing. I was obsessed, and it just kept happening with each album, like I was there for every single album uh, rollout and all the singles and the speculation. And I can't say that about too many artists. Like I have, I don't, I don't know if I've stuck with any other artists from like the beginning to the current days of their career and seen the evolution. But I have done that with her, and I'm still a fan. So I think it's, I think I think it's really cool to do that journey. I think it sucks for certain people when you watch them fall off. 
hundred percent. Like I'm Kyle. Like, it's like I I was there when you were at your peak. I like remember when you were doing this amazing stuff, and now it's like you're a shell of what you were. Yeah. So they water down their lyrics. Are they? Are I don't know. Like I say, Kyle is the person that I like think of when I think of that. I don't think he fell off in terms of like his ability because his voice is obviously good, and I think he has a good pen. But I think he's just making happy fun music mm-hmm. so there's like no substance to it so nobody listens to it and he's not making fun enough music like how i spy was mm-hmm. even though that i don't think that's his best song and i don't know it sucks watching him grow as an artist and as a human being and a person and trying to stay somewhat famous because he he released i spy his biggest song and then he makes see you when I'm famous. And it's like, you're already, like, there. You're like a C-tier rapper, unfortunately. I wish you were at least B or A, but people, like, if you search up people who fell off or rappers who fell off, it's like, Kyle is on that list. And I'm like, it sucks because you're good. You have good music. Like, Silly, uh, I forgot what it's called. Silly Rappers Cloud is for Kids or something like that. That song's really good from, like, a singing standpoint because he's doing, like, a, a ballad type of thing. But it's so short, and I know it's not going to connect with everyone. It's only going to connect specifically with his fan base. Yeah. I do think he has these, like, you know, little gleams here and there of, like, bro, you're still, like, great. Like, this is a great song. Like, Optimistic, that's a great song. I'm like, that's the type of Kyle I like to hear. A lot. And then there's other stuff, like all these little droplet singles he's been doing in his yeah. last album that I can't even remember the name of because it just did not stick with me. And I'm like, dude, like, what happened? Like, I don't know. If, I guess I can understand it if he's, like, reached a point where he's like, I don't really want to put too much, like, you know, thought into this. I just want to make stuff that makes me happy. Like, I 100% can support that. But at the same time, you have to be prepared to face criticism from people who are like, you are just phoning it in, or this is, like, superficial, like, you could be doing better. And I'm not saying that, like, the only type of music that's good is music that has substance, but it ha- if it's going to be, like, fun music, like, it has to be catchy. Because, like, for me, the worst thing you can do as a musician is be boring. Like, you can make a bad song and it can still be catchy, and it will get you places but if you just make boring music then what are you gonna do you know that's so, weird. that's how i feel about it no i get it i think for you guys like i understand what you guys talking about for me like person who fell off would it be hobo johnson i don't know if you guys <laughs> that's the name i haven't heard in a while and that's what i'm saying fell off the he earth, was bro. everywhere when like that peach scone like song came out like he was everywhere i remember seeing him on tiktok facebook like instagram reels that they had it at the time he was probably there um, and then, like, he had a good, like, a half a year to a year run just off that song. And then he released other albums, and none of them are well. They're, I want to say they're, no, okay, they're not good. They're, I'm going to be honest. I, it was a chore to get through them. Um, yeah. and, like, from seeing that very first video, that song on Peach Scones, it was really, like, he had his whole heart in this song. 
you know? It felt like he was speaking from, like, maybe not necessarily experience, but he was speaking from the heart. He was speaking from the soul. And his other songs, I feel like he's just lacking that inspiration to keep writing like that. And they just kind of felt flat. The, produ the production wasn't the best. And the lyrics also weren't there, you know? Like, I could say, like, Post Malone. The lyrics fell off. But the beats are still good, you know, the features are still great, the production of all of it, like, even the music videos, they go hard, you know? But with, like, Hobo and Johnson, not to, like, rag on the guy, like, still amazing artist. Like, keep doing whatever makes you happy, bro. I just think it fell flat after, like, closer to these couple of years. I think it fell off because he had, like, a controversy, if I'm not wrong. I don't know. I, I remember. I remember opening Twitter and somebody said that he was doing stuff. I, I don't remember what it was, but I think that definitely like stopped and, and hindered his career. I feel like um, like controversies do like you know impact careers, but it depends on like where you're at in your career. Because if you're just starting off, you know, or you're like still rising, and then something happens, that's like a game changer like you have to be on a certain level for it like not to really affect you yeah but i have my own personal artist that i think fell off and it's black bear because <laughs> it's everything that he just said about hobo johnson like also mostly applies to black bear because you listen to his stuff like dead roses i'm not saying that he's like you know the most, he was, he, like, he was ever the most, like, introspective artist or, like, you know, the best. But he was making music that you could tell he was passionate about. And, like, it was good. But some of it, you know, was a little dumb, stupid songs. But then he had songs like Ain't Love or Waste Away or Dead Roses. And then it just, it's, um, like, the progression of the albums, it just was, like, it got worse. Like, Digital Drug Lord, good shit. Cybertex had some good stuff on it, but I was like, this is starting to feel like, you know, a little bit, you know, phoned in. And then you get to Anonymous. Everything from 2019 onward, as soon as Hot Girl Bummer blew up, it was just the end. Like, it's all so stale and stupid. And it's like, I don't, like, it's not the fact that he keeps talking about the same thing that bothers me. It's how he's doing it. All of his features sound the same. It's all like, my life sucks. Girls suck. It's not gonna get any better. And it doesn't feel authentic. None of it feels authentic. It sounds like they're just saying it because he knows that's what his audience expects from him. And like, you're allowed to grow as an artist. Like, you don't have to be the same, you know, depressed, drugged out guy you were in like 2015. Like, you're allowed to grow. And even if you're not growing, if you're still like feeling toxic, talk about that in an authentic manner. Make it feel like, you know, you're speaking from your heart you're a dad now like you're gonna be married i don't know if you're married already like you've had a lot of lifestyle changes talk about you know the growth in your career like talk about something that's not just like this girl broke my heart and like she's emo and like bro you're like what 30 something like come on man like just i just can't with him anymore i was a huge fan like i was going hard for black bear now I don't keep up with any of his stuff, and that's why. So, yeah. 
Like, you need to, like, turn it around. It's from this all negativity. <laughs> what do you guys think, Ooh, yeah, as an artist, did the opposite? Who, like, you first listened to them, utter trash, was never going to be anywhere, but where there are now, it's like, I love these songs. Not necessarily love, but I love their growth that they have had all together. I, I don't know about trash, but, like, if we're talking about, like, massive, like, artistic growth, mm-hmm. Matt Miller up there like going from kids to uh circles is like that is an insane type of artistic growth like that man put his whole foot in everything but it was like it changed over it wasn't even a decade you know it was like kids came out like what 2010 and then circles was like he was starting making it around 2018 so that's less than 10 years and like he had his like fumbles but it was just, it, I don't know, it was just, you could tell he was super passionate about what he did, and he shifted from each era, and I'm just like, even from, like, the divine feminine to swimming, I'm like, dude, this is, like, genuinely beautiful stuff, and, like, I, can, I there's, like, something in each era that I'm just, like, he's, like, just stacking on here, like, this is great, and I'm just like, I wonder where it would have been if he was still around now because I'm like I would have loved to see him you know 2010 20 uh 20 you know what are you doing and then I think it was just awesome artistic growth that's just off the top of my head there's probably somebody else to make a comparison with how I feel about Mac Miller because I I feel the same way I feel like if I had to compare him to any anything to like that could come to my mind the first thing is like iron man from the iron man movies and this is just random nerd me loving superhero movies because uh, like every iron man movie the next movie you see like he just made slight improvements so it could always get better and better and better for his like for his suit and for mac miller it was like every album he was like i could do this better i could do this better he started to learn how to produce he has like his whole like uh, alter ego producer albums so I don't know Mac Miller is like one of the most talented people I would say and it just sucks that he's gone R.I.P. R.I.P. to the great um, I think for me personally I feel like Lenny would agree with me or oh, both of them would agree with me here is Tyler the Creator from going from Goblin you know, I know yeah. a lot of people who's like, I can never listen to Ty Creator or Ty the Creator because of his like of Goblin or like Wolf, because they just like he just it just sounds like he's talking. It doesn't sound like rap or it just talks about like just not family friendly things. Yeah, you he know? really wore his influences on his sleeves. Yeah, he had a like he was talking about anything and everything. He just wanted to talk about, and then. Now we just got the estate sale like a couple months ago, and that is vastly different from his first stuff, and it's so much better. Like I remember when I first listened to Flower Boy, and I'm like, "Yo, this is kind of different." And then to like Igor, that thing is hard. Like my favorite Tyler the Creator album, like hands down. But just like Girls Are with Mac Miller, the be able to. Like, do your own productions, be able to, like... Because you could see everything he did had his passion in it. And he just wanted to be better for himself. And he knew he could be better. And so he became better. 
and he wasn't afraid to step out the box, and eventually when he did, he was able to master it, and it was amazing. And then people started calling him out, and then he he came back and did Call Me If You Get Lost. Then the estate sales happened, and they were still hard, dude. Like, recent years, Tyler has not missed, like, at all. Like, I don't think there's any songs I would skip on his last three albums, personally. I, I called it two more. I don't know how many we're doing here, but... Not go? Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. Um, two for me, personally. One, Alessia Cara. Because she has, like, the growth from, uh... What's the first album called? Seventeen? No. It's... P- Four Pink Walls. No, that's the EP. What's the album called? <sighs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I can see the album Cause, cause I, right I, now. I know the EP came out first. Right. So that's why I thought of the, the thought of that. I, I don't remember. Hold on, I got this. Know it all. It's called Know It All. Okay, so that was her first album, and then you go from Know It All, and then her latest album is In the Meantime. In the Meantime is like, it's just such a beautiful, like, you can tell she put her whole passion in there, and like. Like, she's not necessarily happy on most of these songs. Like, she's, it's really not actually that happy of an album, but the production is like, I'm sad, but, you know, we're gonna get through this stuff. And then she's improved a lot, I think, on lyricism, because Know It All, it was a great album. No, it was a good, it was a good album, but I wouldn't say it's a great album. Because she was, you know, it was, she was young, and, you know, I think she was still finding her footing as an artist, and then people were all latching on to, uh, they were, like, putting her in this little box because, you know, Here was the only song that anyone paid attention to for a while, and they were like, oh, well, she's just, like, the I'm not, like, other girls artist, and then Scars to Your Beautiful became, you know, the defining song of that album, even though it's not even, like, close to the best song in the album, and so that was just, like, she was, like, stuck for a while, and then Growing Pains came out in 2018, and that was when she blew up because... It wasn't because of the album, though. It was more because she did 1-800 with Logic, and uh, she won Best New Artist. But Growing Pains was... Now that when I first heard it, I was, like, 18, but now that I've passed the age that she was when it came out, I can appreciate it. Because it's, like, I don't know how many, how many albums there are, like, describing the feeling of passing into your 20s, and, like, you know, it's not... You're between, you know phases of life basically like you're not really you're not a kid anymore but you don't really feel like an adult and it's like there's no manual for this stuff you just are kind of like flung in there at first so growing pains and then there was the the summer ep and i was like that was such like such a beautiful little collection of love and like passing like october is like one of the best songs she's ever made like that whole thing is stacked but october specifically it's just like such a beautiful lyricism and like production wise and then we get to in the meantime and I'm like everything here is good. There might be like one or two songs on that album I wouldn't listen to. I saved everything else and I like almost never do that. Cause like I just kept listening to it. I was like this is like, this flow is amazing. Like for me, I think that the structure of an album is important too because it's like you can have an album that doesn't have any, and it can still be good, but I love it when there's an album and you can tell that the songs are, you know, 
chosen in a specific order, and then, like, if they have transitions, like, uh, what's unboxing intro, and then into Box in the Ocean, I'm like, that's amazing. And it's, I just been so impressed with her growth in the last, like, seven, eight years, I think it's been, because she hasn't even been doing it for a decade, I don't think, so I'm like, she has only improved every time that she's released something, and I love that for her, so this is an Alessia Cara fan channel. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and then Two -thirds of it. the other person, um, I think is Halsey because which is a crazy okay. thing to say because I never would have thought I would be a, saying I'm a Halsey fan. Are you a Halsey fan? I am. I used to hate on her hard, bro. I was like, Halsey is annoying. Like she was what everybody was saying Alessia Cara was to me. I was like, she is just like the I'm not like other girls person. And then I was like, you know, I, I kind of fell into that that trap of like, well the singles are garbage. Well her whole you know career is like. But I wasn't delving deeper because I wasn't impressed by what I was seeing. But then I listened to her, um, her last album, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power, because it was produced by the guy who is uh, in Nine Inch Nails. And I was like, that's got to be cool. And I was like, I'm probably not going to like the whole thing. The whole thing, fire. It's like this haunting, amazing stuff that she was made while she was like, you know, I'm going to be a mother. And like I have all these conflicting feelings going on, and it's like love and questioning, and it's just such a good album. It's so amazing. So that made me want to go back and look, revisit the other albums. And I was like, "Yo, this is kind of fire." Like it's kind, it's definitely Badlands. Her first album is of its time. That sounds like 2015 Tumblr music, but it's not awful. And same thing for. Hopeless Fountain Kingdom, which was the one in 2017, and then the one after that I think is called Manic, which is actually really good. Like, I didn't like it at the time because I was just, I don't know, I was a hardcore Halsey hater. I, I don't know why. She just annoyed me. It was because of G-Eazy, that's why. <laughs> I was so sick of them, and I was like, y'all better break up. Stupid. And then they did. Stupid. <laughs> I just, I don't like him and I at all, so, and I don't like G-Eazy. So I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, like she just has really good taste in like production and collaboration. Like she did a song with uh, Lance Morissette, Dominic Fike, and Suga from BTS all on the same album. They're all good. So yeah, that's that. That's my other two people. Uh, the, the only answer I really have is Quadeca. That that's the only person, and I don't think he was, I don't think he was bad. I just think he was young, so his writing was bad, just because what he was saying was not connecting with me at all. I think if I was around his age or younger, I probably would have enjoyed it, just because it sounds like rough beginner music. Didn't like anything up until Voice Memos, which came out in twenty nineteen. But he started all the way back in 2015, and he graduated, like, fairly... I think he graduated in 2019. So, like, that's how young he is for context. And I listen to voice memos. I, I don't go back to it as much as I thought I would, like, now that I'm older. But the only song that I really rem remember from there is Thank You Next Because Sad Frosty's Really Good, in my opinion. Uh, the man on my left shoulder, because the transitions of being like, 
I'm happy, I'm in a zone, I'm really feeling myself. But honestly, the man on the left shoulder is telling me, yo, you're never going to be nothing, you're never going to make it. And just feeling like you're just stuck somewhere, really like stuck with me. And then From Me To You came out and that was really good. It was like his breakup album because him and his girlfriend broke up and it just was like a whole bunch of just sad music being like, look, I'm a people pleaser. I just want to work things out. I want to get things better. I want to support people. But then there's the other side that's like, who cares about these people? I'm going to burn bridges. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to find myself. And then his last album is like my favorite thing that he's ever released ever. But it's called I, I Didn't Mean to Haunt You. And the whole story is like basically fantasizing being gone. Like being a ghost and just watching people experience their lives without you. Which I was like, this is a really cool concept. And then having Danny Brown rap as like, I, I forgot what he was rapping as, but he was rapping and it was so good. And it was basically like rapping from like the point of like anxiety. And then there's Knots, which was like just blatantly a song about like anxiety, like having knots in your chest and not knowing where to go because you just have this uneasy feeling of just being lost. So Quadeca's my answer because he's the only guy I know that just... It's just slowly improving, and it's great to watch. But I, I don't have anybody else, to be honest with you. He's the only guy I think that's been improving at, like, a weird rapid rate. Because those two albums came out, like, a year apart from each other. Interesting. Do you um, have another one? No, I think maybe the only one I could probably say would be, in my opinion, would be Kane Hill. Because if you go to their very, very first EP, which is, the name is Escaping... The one with Time Bomb on it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, that, that was just, like, garage metal, I would consider it. Like, it was decent, it was good music. I think it's, like, well-written. Um, but... I just don't think it was fully produced, like, fully fleshed out. I think they were all, like, very, like, surface-level ideas. Like, all the songs are very sur- surface-level. They didn't really touch on many things. Um, and I think they're just kind of feeling out their sound and, like, all of it specifically. And then they went on to Smile, which still had the kind of same vibe to it in terms of, like, metal. But you could tell, like, some of the more ideas were fully fleshed out. The drums on it were amazing, in my opinion. The guitar solos on it were going crazy. And just what they were talking about and what they were just, like, honestly, the whole vibe of the whole album just, like, spoke to young Carlos, young emo Carlos. And it's entirely during high school. The next thing you know, they come out with, far, uh, is it Far Too Gone? Too or Far Gone. Too Far Gone? Yeah. And then Too Far Gone... I mean, they just took it another step. Like, they pulled it back, and so it wasn't as heavy as their first, like, the first album, the first EP, but still amazing drums, still amazing progression on each song. Each song kind of flowed into the next a little bit, or just kind of had the same idea. And overall, the album itself, I don't think had an overarching story to it. I think it had an overarching vibe. Um, but nonetheless, still really good. And they had the Kill the Sun EP, and that one was just a whole, like, shifts to the left and had a lot of influences from, like, jazz to, like, 
more art, it had more artistic values to it. And one thing I I just like love that EP off the rip, but I know from like the fan base perspective, they hated it because it was too soft, which I don't even understand to begin with. But I think overall where they are now and the, what they're kind of teasing to begin with to become out later, it's like I can't wait. It's gonna be amazing overall. The music to production the people themselves in the band are just getting better and better like their frontman is a, like an amazing singer compared to where he was when they first started and i think they're gonna keep getting bigger i'm upset how under their radar they are but i mean hopefully here in the next year or so there's gonna be just like touring non-stop selling out stadiums like i think they came to omaha twice at this point or just once and i saw them like live amazing Amazing show, amazing presence, amazing band all around. They went um, independent, I think, after Kill the Sun. Mm-hmm. Like everything that they've done since then, everything top is, tier. Uh, ever since they've been independent, it's just have been amazing. Love their stuff. Uh, yeah, that'd be my second pick. And I also think that like it is really impressive how far he has come vocally because I can think of a lot of bands where. Either they're not progressing because you can tell they just don't think they need to, or they're just getting worse because they don't take care of their voice. And I'm like, I just appreciate it when you can tell somebody like really treats their vocals as like you know, this is a tool, this is like nece- necessary, and you need to take care of it because some people don't and they just blow out their vocals and it's like, well, post Malone. So, <laughs> like, yeah. it's well, it's true. Like, I actually really like Post Malone singing, but like he can't. This, the album doesn't match the concert because he's ruining his voice and I'm like it just frustrates me to see because he's really good at like the you know raw for lack of a better term emo shit like you can tell he loves rock music he loves country music like that is where his passion is but he's ruining his voice be- like singing raw techniques and like all the smoking and stuff he does so it's like it's just a little frustrating to see. I mean, I'm not like a Post Malone fan really, but like I did like Hollywood's Bleeding. So, like the best song on there were the ones that weren't rap songs to me. Yeah, so. I do think that was his peak so far. I hope his next album is good, but I I think Hollywood Bleeding is his peak. Excited for the next album. So excited for it. I really like. It's supposed to be just. What's it called? Austin? Yeah. So it's supposed to be, I think, like, about him and, like, where he's been, you know, and where he's going and how how he's changed. And I'm really excited for it because I feel like, like, the, the last album, it was okay. I felt like I was, I was being a sad boy during that time, so it resonated with me a little bit. But it just the lyricism and all that, I just don't think was that good. And I feel like it could be better. And I know he could do better, too. So I'm just excited for the next album. For sure, going to be fire. I think the best albums for me are the ones that, like, no matter what mood you're in, you can listen to it and it'll still be good. Like, it might be, you know, like, a breakup album or, like, a summertime album or whatever. But, like, if it can just stand, you know, the test of time, like, that is a great record. Cause there's some albums I listened to when I was younger that like they were really good in the moment because I was sad or like you know going through something. But now I'm, I look back and I'm like this is like kind of terrible. So do you have any records or artists 
Dead or like that. The dead or like what? <laughs> specifically. Sort of like stuck, I guess. Like. Like stuck. I I think so. I think with like the subject matter, they just get stuck. But I don't think. Like they're real good at like one specific thing, but like if they try to branch out of that thing, then it doesn't work. Eyes nine kills. <laughs> yeah. I loved Ice Line Kills. Oh, man. Their what earlier stuff was amazing. I mean, look at their, like, their song like, writing is still really good. The mm -hmm. vocals are still really good. The band itself is still really good. Mm -hmm. I'm just tired mm -hmm. of, like, was it the, they were on the second or third album where it's based around other works of art? Mm -hmm. You know, like, every trick in the book, when it first came out, I was like, yo, this is cool. They're talking about, like, old books, you know, they're talking about really cool things. Like, I love almost every song on that album. Mm -hmm. And then The Silver Scream came out, and I was like, you know, I get, like, instead of mo instead of books, we're doing movies now. And you're the, uh, Spencer, the lead singer, the, the main guy of Iceland Kills, is a big, like, horror guy and mm -hmm. movie buff. So, like, I get it. It makes sense. But what are we doing now? Mm -hmm. Actually, I agree with that. Not to cut you off. No, you're good. But what made every trick in the book interesting to me to begin with is like, yes, you could tell that these songs were based on books, but you can listen to Me, Myself, and Hyde, and you don't have to know the book to like the song. Then you flash forward to uh, these, the Silver Scream and then Welcome to Horrorwood, and it's like, they're so blatantly about these movies like they're putting in you know like the running feet and that song about chucky mm -hmm. and like all these little sample things and like this is like it can't stand on its own like it's really good like don't get me wrong i like those albums but it's just like they're stuck you know like this is an album i want to i listen to if i'm like i want to listen to some theatrical horror movie music and then, Rocking the boat literally had the Jaws theme in it. All of them are like that now, dude. Like the the it song where they have like the clown music mm -hmm. in the beginning, and then they have the psycho screams and a what is that song? The shower scene. It's called the shower scene. Like they're all about these movies, and I'm like, I get it. He's a theatrical guy. They're actually really good live. I've seen them multiple times. Really good. Um, but they're just so into this. Like we're a horror movie band thing now they're in they're in, they like they and they were, don't play anything from their yeah. earlier albums. yeah they don't play anything from like earlier from the silver screen which is crazy Not even every trick in the book anymore yeah just, that just was great live. amazing so i think they just found their pocket mm -hmm. and people say, people say like stay in your pocket stay in your lane but at this point it's been 18 19 20 five years roughly and they're still in the same pocket you know, like, yeah. don't get me wrong, songs are written, written really well. Mm -hmm. Their live performance is amazing. You know, the vocals, the band, the, to, the, to the drums, to the producer, to the bass, to the guitar, amazing. They're real good at this one thing. They're really good at this one particular thing. I just want them to be good at multiple things. But, like, you go back to The Predator Becomes the Prey, and I'm like, bro, some of this stuff, amazing. Like, the song, did with, the song they did with Charlie Carter, I'm like... They can but, talk about things that aren't just horror movies. But even dogs. then, like Mary Axmas, that thing goes hard in the middle after that, like, that gutturals? Yeah. Crazy, bro. Yeah. 
Oh, so it's just kind of a little disappointing. I'm not as into them as I used to be. Yeah, that's where I fell off, is after the second um, album about horror movies. I'm probably still going to check out whatever they do in the future. Oh, 100%. They're, they're real good at what they do. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but I just but I'm just more. saying, I can enjoy them, but I can critique you at the same time. Right? I, I enjoy them. Like, yeah. all the artists we're talking about, folks... Like, we still find them good. Like, we still listen to them. Not all of them. Not G-Eazy. Not, not Hobo John. <laughs> no, okay. Except for those two. Hobo but Johnson. unless we explicitly say, I don't like this artist, you can assume that I've at least at one point liked them, and I want them to grow. But yeah, we want all these artists to do great. Yeah. We want more music. I mean, it's already a lot of music. But we want a lot of music, and we love music. Music is our blood. I mean, I mean, shit. You know I, mean? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, no, Lawrence there. is not on that wavelength. No, no I am, on, I am on that wavelength, but you guys are. I, I'm in a different zone. I think. What are you in? I am. I, I don't know. I, I had no words to say in that whole <laughs> that whole section because I was like, I don't know this band. Well, that's. I mean, that's fine. Like, but I don't know yeah. Decca, but like you know, that's he's fair. good. I just. I mean, I know him because I've heard because what he plays, me, yeah. but like I don't. It wasn't enough to make me like actively want to go listen. To it. I'm probably it was gonna, sad, but yes, <laughs> it was very sad. It was amazing though, but I I don't know. I think I think I'm probably I'm gonna go listen to him like Decker? after this. No, no Ice Nine Kills. Oh. Yeah, Ice Nine oh, Kills. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go listen to after. Yeah, this. I I rec- I recommend them actually. Cause they're still really good at what they're. Oh yeah, they're still really good. Still I think really the good. only person that I could think. That is like stuck, and I don't. I I think everybody who's in the fandom of him understands why, because he's went through so much in the past. Like I don't, I don't even remember. Like five years, but probably ski mask. I feel like he's kind of stuck in the lane, but it's kind of like everybody gives him the pass because it's like you lost two of your best friends within a short amount of time within each other. And that's just hard to deal with. So I think everybody gives him a pass, but I have heard people and seen people on Twitter be like, he's on the clock. Hopefully the next album's good, because if it's not, I'm not going to listen to him ever again. And I'm like, bro, he's he's good. You could tell that he has like a specific passion in music, and he's going to do his like his rapping thing where he call, does like references to like shows and stuff like that. And, like, just flex on people. And then he has, like, some sad songs. But he's mainly, like, a happy, fun guy. And every time I see a clip of him, he's always happy, smiling, and dapping people up and shaking people's hands. So I don't think he's a bad person. I think anybody could work with him and probably catch a vibe. But musically, I just haven't found anything from him that's been, like, oh, my God, this is, like, next level for him. It's always kind of like, oh, yeah, I could see that you did this. I, I could see that's that you could do song. this. Yeah. Ski Mask song. Ever since, like, Freddy versus Jason. I, I don't think he had, like... His voice got better for the songs, but I think the style of music is, like, kind of stuck with, like, that type of vibe where he's like, I'm rapping, and this is what I'm doing. And sometimes it has, like, a little hint of substance. Like, he'll, like, bring up the fact that X passed away. And that's okay. I get it. And I love that, obviously. Because represent your best friend but I repeat to the best if you're gonna continue with music or stay in the music industry I just me personally as a fan I want to see you either grow as a person and 
he, he's not super public on like Twitter. Every time I see him, it's always he's out rolling loud like every single year, <laughs> every single year, and you would just see like vlogs from like YouTube rappers who are doing rolling loud. Like the last time I seen Ski Mask, it wasn't it wasn't for Ski Mask. I was just watching the DDG vlog. And Ski Mask just so happened to be there. And he was like, he's like, yeah, man, I'm about to go perform. You want to wear this chain, little kid? And, like, it's like, that's cool. But, like, I don't see you outside of seeing you on other people's things. And I think the last song that I listened that had him on it was Florida Water. And don't get me wrong. Every person on that song is good individually. But it's there's so many, like, different vocal like inflections between the people that it just kind of gets drained out and then i'm like oh ski mask is on i'm happy and then it goes to like other people and i'm like ah okay and it just turns into like an okay song with me being hyped for ski mask because i'm like every time you pop out it's fun happy and i just need more fun happy but like what's been going on in your life man you've lost two people three people I think actually and I feel like you haven't talked about it which is fair if you don't want to talk about it on a song you haven't talked about like your feelings you haven't talked about anything really you just was like I'm going to release music guys and then as a fan of his I have it's, he still hasn't released an album I think the last thing he promised was like releasing three albums in one year and what was the last thing we got? The Sin City mixtape, which it was good. It was a ski mask mixtape. Yeah, it was it was a ski mask mixtape. It was it was good. There were certain songs I'm saving and I'm loving forever, and then there's a couple skips only because I don't like the beat. It's not because of him personally ever. I think for like me in terms of ski mask, there's a lot of for me he has a lot of singles like a lot of hits. I just don't think there's like an album that's like amazing in my opinion there's a yeah. there's a whole bunch of songs from each album that i just love but there's no album i i like like overall album i think for me like the only recently thing i actually like from him that was recent was that dj scheme er and he only has like oh, yeah. a small verse in it but in my opinion he went one of the hardest like to me he went harder than little yachty and Lil Yachty was the whole end, you know? Um, <laughs> Lil Yachty, like, he's so weird. I Yachty, love him so much. He's good, a good person, good artist. Um, but for me, and personally, I think he just went, uh, Ski just went crazy on that song. And you can see it, like, depending where you are on TikTok, that is everywhere. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's amazing. And I really want Ski Mask to be doing a lot more things. Like... But I feel like this could be say about like a lot of artists who are just kind of laying dormant right now, who had like a pop off or who have a lot of songs that are pop that popped off, but like they kind of stay in that lane, release a song or two, or just are on collabs, and that's it. Like for me, I could think of like Frank Ocean. Ah, nah, Frank Ocean ain't never gonna fall. No, I was about to say. I ain't gonna cap it. No, but like, he is so goddamn good. He's so good, but oh, that's what I'm saying. But God. he's never gonna. He's like. He's like. He's like that legend, you know, from like like that you might have heard of type thing. Like he might just be like in the stories, cause I don't think he's ever gonna make anything again. 
I hope he does. Well, I do too, but I don't think he will. It's, it, I think he, if he yeah. does, it's going to be real short. If he does, I think he's he's literally going to do what he wants. I don't think he's going to... I don't think it's going to be anything that anybody's expecting. But I think he's talented enough to do whatever he does. He's in like the culture so well. I think he's just a great artist. That whatever he does is going to be good. Yeah. Um, like overall good. You know, like maybe it's an album and it might be like a five out of ten. And it's going to be good. And there's going to be songs that might pop off. But I don't think whatever he does next is going to be necessarily bad or terrible. I think Frank Ocean is also one of those people that you got to like re-listen to some of the the Mm -hmm. music. Because I I did not, I I was a part of the people that did not like Blonde. And And then I went back and I was like, this is goddamn beautiful. I am lame though for not liking it, but... All for list first listen, I was like, This is alright. Singing great. This is alright though. And then like a year later I was like, Why is everything hidden? All at once, bro. That's raises an interesting topic to me of like how many listens do you give yourself before you're like, I just don't like this album? For me, it, I think it depends. And that first the first listen to the album, if it's like a chore it feels like a chore for me to be there, to be actively listening the whole time, then I'm probably not going to like that album. You know? Like, I might skip a song, maybe two, to get to, like, a like start listening to other songs on the album to not write out the whole album. But if the whole album, like, if the first three songs are a chore to get through, I might just call it quits and not get through the whole thing. It's, it's just how it is, you know? I've had people who are like, oh, the end of this album's amazing, or part two of this album goes crazy. But, I mean, if I can't get to, if I can't get past the first three songs without it feeling like a chore, then it's a no for me. Um, I think, for me, I give, and it's kind of like, I do the same thing with food. I, I give everything th- three tries. Like, three full listens. And I might hate it. I might, like you said, it might be a chore. But sometimes I got to be like in the right mind state to listen to a certain like album. Like I think for, like for example, when I listened to Because of the Internet first time, loved it instantly. No questions about it. And then the first time I listened to 315.20 all the way through, I was like, the transitions is cool. Uh, some of the songs are really good and it's Childish Gambino so like I think it's good but my the back of my mind was like do I blindly think it's good because I like him so much or is this actually like something that I could recommend to somebody which I think it still is in that weird area where it's like do I recommend it to this person yes you like rap and yes you like certain weird songs but does this full experience of this full album front to back be something for you because that's one of the albums that's like you have to listen to it front and back are certain songs are going to make sense certain songs are going to make complete sense you're going to love but for example uh i think it's like 42 9 i i forgot what it is like 42 something and that song on there is like really good to me but i think if i showed it to like my other best friend eric and he's gonna he's gonna look at me he's like i know it's childish gambino 
but why why he do that? And then I'm gonna be like, it's good, bro. You gotta listen to like the full thing. But this song right here by itself, I love it. And I I don't think that album is something I could purely recommend to anybody. I could recommend because of the internet to everybody, and I think everybody's gonna pull at least one song that they like from that album, at least, if not half the album. What about you, Chris? Um. Usually, I can tell how I'm gonna feel about a song, like, within the first few listens. Like, there's stuff that does and has grown on me. Most recently, it's a lot of K-pop music does not hit the first time. Unless it's Dreamcatcher. Shout out to Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher is amazing. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, this just does not mesh for some reason. And also, I think it has to do with what I listen to it on, because there's certain albums that I'm like, I have to listen to this with like my headphones, like my good headphones, because I don't want to listen to it through like a car speaker, I don't want to hear it on the radio, I want to hear it as it was meant to be heard. And you can tell like sometimes which albums, you know, were specifically created like that, and then some albums are just like, here, here play this. And that, like that's important for me. So, if it's jarring in that way, it, like, I, like him, I'll, I'll give it, like, at least three tries. But, also, like, Carlos, if it's boring to me, I'm not gonna stick through it. I don't care if it's, like, you gotta listen to the whole thing. If I can't, if it's grating on my ears, if I'm, my attention is wandering, that's a sign I don't like this song or this album. And if, like, I, maybe I have to listen to the whole thing to get the experience, but if the whole thing is making me want to sleep, then why would I do that? So... It's like three times for me, but like I'll have little exceptions here and there. So, and also sometimes like, I don't know. I just, it's like, I feel like I have to be in the right mindset for something sometimes. And then I'll go back and listen to it. Cause I'll be like, this is a good album, but I'm just not in like the place to hear this. So I'm just, it's like there's a mental block or something. So I just like put it aside and then come back to it later. Do you think that there's an album that you could, like, that got better with your age? Like, it was good when it first came out to you. Or even bad, it doesn't really matter how you felt about it originally. But, like, when you got older and you went back to it, that was, like, great a great listen. Hold because up, you got up, older. Yes. <laughs> Save Rock and Roll by Fall Out Boy. That thing... That got better with age? Okay, okay. Maybe because, like... I don't know, maybe maybe it's because age, maybe it's experience, maybe they're going hand-hand. Yeah. But when I was younger, and, like, when it first came out, it was, I was like, yo, this is crazy. This is, like, peak music. And then listening back to it now, years later, I'm still, this is really good. Still amazing music. The writing on it, uh, the vocals on it. The way it flows, the music videos accompanied by it, where like the whole thing was just an amazing like experience. I think anyone or everyone who's really into music and actually likes to sit down and listen to music front to back needs to listen to that. And even like just watch the music videos with it, like it's just really good. It's just really good music and for its time period. Also amazing. Like I don't really think like. There's a time where I can take off that album and be like, I don't want to listen to it right now. 
any song any song on that album, I can listen to it at any point in time, no matter what I feel like. I've never went back to that album. Really? Never. Uh, oh, you're, you're missing out. You're missing out. <laughs> I, you got some bangers, I thought bro. it. Was, I thought it was really good, but it was one of those albums that I saved a couple songs from, and then I just have never went back. I. I'm still looking because I'm like I definitely have this, but like I'm trying to find like like yours. Yeah, specifically. I think something that's gonna hit for me later, and it's already hit. Some of the songs already hit for me is a uh, uh, the Rory album. Uh, I thought it would be different. That album is really good to me. I I think the songs that like really hit me right now in my current life and just my experience so far is uh see how think see how this thing goes king my phone could die i want you but you will never know don't go and sobering thoughts because all of those songs are really good and they all hit me i think my phone could die is like i think it hits me currently just because i got into a new relationship and it's like <sighs> Shout out to new relationship. I'm, I'm sorry for you, but like, it's like it feels it feels really cool just to have a song that encapsulates like encapsulates. Wow. Encapsulates. Isn't there an S in there? Encapsulates. Encapsulates. English isn't our first language. <laughs> it's. I think it's just it's so good to like listen to something, and I'm like, this is how I feel, being around not even just a girlfriend. But just friends in general. Like, yes, I like being on my phone and my brain will wander and I'll probably pull it out. But that's just because out of, like, habit sometimes. Mm -hmm. But even if it does die, it's like, I'm with friends. I could talk talk with y'all. We could listen to whatever's planned. We could go outside. We can go explore. Mario Kart. Exactly. Play Mario Kart. Play Smash. I can go hang out with my girlfriend, watch a movie do like do just do normal things or i could just be by myself and playing video games and i'm like i don't need my phone i don't need to do anything i'm just focused on this one thing whether it's people in my life or just video games because those are the two things to be honest with you but this is bothering me because it's like i know i definitely have one like this but i can't like pin it down but much music on well, the brain. I really, I, I just have so much music all the time. So, um, I think one that hits me now more than it did when I listened to it is, uh, I just looked at it. Hold on. <laughs> what is the title? <laughs> I feel stupid. Wait a second. It's by the weekend. Don't watch the idol, by the way. It's so <laughs> it's so that's bad. Crazy. It's so bad. But the weekends in it. I know, and that's what's disappointing. Damn. But, um, Is it disappointing because he's in it? Because he got Partly, a rat tail. yeah, dude. What the fuck? I mean, I don't. Okay. I think. Hang on a second. We're hanging. <laughs> to everyone on audio, not watching the video right now. Kissland. Cr- Kissland. That's what it's called. I still think that Kissland is his best album. That can be debated at a later point, but I think that it hits me now more than it did then because partly I was like 13 when I still first heard that album. I didn't know what like anything of that content really meant. Like I was just like, this stuff is good. And I was like, this production is fire. And then 
now I listen to it, and I'm like, it's just, you can see, like, yeah, he was in a terrible place when he was making, you know, this stuff, and, like, I don't want to be the, I'm not the type of person who's like, you know, you should, you know, you gotta be in a dark place, you should go back to being on drugs so you can make the best music, like, I, I'm never gonna say that, like, I don't ever want to be that kind of fan, because I think that's a horrible thing to say to artists. Or anyone, to like, be honest. And, yeah, just go, go back to being sad. That's well, when you Yeah, were good. actually, that's true. Because it's just like, you can tell so many of these albums were rooted in such, you know, deeply terrible places for people. And it's like, there's albums for me that I can, like, never listen to again because I was just so sad when I was listening to them. Like, it was good for the time, but now I hear it and I'm like, nope, nope, I don't want to revisit that. So, like, imagine doing that, but, like, you created the album. And then, like, you make a new record, and you're, like, really excited about it, and then people are like, play the sad music, and you're like, bro, I was, like, dying when I made that. I don't want to play it. So, like, I could, I could, that's probably why he doesn't play anything from that album, which I get, but, like, it's just, I think Tears in the Rain is, like, one of, if not the, the best song he's ever made. It's so good. Each part of it is amazing, and it's, like, I can understand I'm not on drugs, but I can understand now more, like, the type of sadness and, like, you know, wanderlust and, like, melancholy stuff he was feeling then, because I'm older and I've been through more stuff. And it's just such a, it's aged really well. Like, I don't think all of his stuff is aged super well. That album, yes. So. Isn't that the one that starts with Professional? Yes. That's my favorite intro he's ever done. Because it's just, like... All of it, that's one of the albums that's like, you've got to listen to it as it is. Because it's like, Professional goes into, um, I think it's a town, or it might be Adaptation. But, it, all of it, it goes from Professional to Town, Adaptation, Love in the Sky, Belong to the World. All of those songs are like, connected like, musically. So, it's, the only dud on here is Live For. Like, that's the only song I don't like on the album, so. It didn't. It, it I don't I don't like that song either. I've never liked it, dude. I did. That's one of the songs I've tried to listen to it a million times. I've never liked it. There's certain moments where I'm like, I'm in it and I love the song, but it's so rare. I just, it's just, it's interesting to me. There's just this one dud, and then there's like, like two if not three of his best album uh, songs on here. Like I think "Belong to the World" one of his best albums. I mean tr- tracks because I'm just like. I don't know, I've always felt like maybe I'm hearing this in a different way than other people, but I'm like, this is amazing. And then Tears in the Rain, I'm like, it's so good. Like, it's just, the production's amazing, his vocals are amazing. It's just, you could tell this man was in pain, and I'm like, I get it, dude. But I can understand why you wouldn't want to revisit that, so. Yeah. That's my answer. Also, that's how I feel about Trilogy. I don't know, like... Trilogy is, um, I don't listen to it as much as I used to, so, I don't know if that's just because I'm, like, not in the place that I was then, but, like, there's, like, there's, like, you know, bits and pieces from the album, I'm like, this is amazing. Wicked Games, that's still one of his best songs, like, yeah. ever. I like Initiation, I like, uh, The Birds, Part 1, you know, there's a lot of stuff on there I do like, but I just don't want to revisit it so much, so. Because, I don't know, his artistic growth has been interesting to me, but I think, like, from 
each album, except maybe My Dear Melancholy, but I don't know if that counts as an album since it was an EP. He has like one of his best songs ever. It's like The Hills, that's one of his best songs ever. Besides the remix. I don't... Throw away the remix. (laughs) Throw away the remix. I don't want to... I'm not mentioning that, but like The Hills is still amazing, dude. That song is like top tier, so... And then you go to After Hours and like the transition from Blinding Lights to Faith. Faith is one of his best songs ever. And like this is just when he is on, he is on. And when he's off, he's off. So yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> Alright, what would you guys say is uh, like for this year, an album of this year? Like, my favorite album? Or no, what is the album you think someone has to listen to that came out this year? Mm-hmm. Like, out of all, out of all the music, because we're halfway through the year right now. Mm-hmm. Like, what's something someone would have to listen to? I think depending on your, your experience in life, like, I think the older you are, the more you will like, uh, that Rory album I was talking about. Good album. The, uh, it, I literally just well, said it. Which things were different? <laughs> I thought things would be different. <laughs> I, I, such a good out. Like, I'm not dick riding right now. Genuinely, it's a good album. It's a good. It's amazing. Album. I love that album. When, I, that's probably my favorite album of this year so far. When you put me on, I was listening to it nonstop for like days, maybe a weeks on end. Like for a whole it month, did. it was on twenty four seven. Um, an amazing like experience altogether. Yeah, I think I think that's probably my favorite album of this year. So I would re- I would recommend that depending on your life experience. But I think even if you don't have the life experience, the the artists that are on there, you will find at least a, a song or two, for sure. Like the intro track "Surrender," I love that song, mainly because of emotional oranges. But my notes. R- Rory literally like wrote every song and it was like. From what he said, he was, like, in the studio with them. It wasn't like he just mailed them a beat and was like, hey, I need this for my thing. Please do something. He was, like, a part of everything. And that was, like, really cool. And I'm happy that I was a fan of his his podcasting style and the podcast in general. Because if I never heard this album and I just saw, saw it on Twitter or saw it on my recommendations on Apple Music, I would have been like, the album cover is really cool. I'm probably not going to listen to it. This is probably not for me. And then I listened to it. I'm like, this is actually the perfect album cover for this. Because you really thought things would be different, but everything is just kind of a mess in your 20s. Because he said the album is based off his 20s, because since he's in his 30s. Bryce? My favorite album is episode one love by so Yoon, which i checked out because rm from bts was on it and he's my favorite and i was like this is probably gonna be cool but then i was like wait this whole song is cool like i was because it it's always like a really cool experience for me when i check out a song just because there's an artist i like on it and then i end up like loving the whole artist so i was like i'm gonna go listen to this whole album the whole thing hit i was like this is like it was sad, but, like, there was, I don't know, it was kind of like, it felt like I was, like, in a daydream type of thing, like, 
that's how it felt listening to that album. And my favorite song on there, I think, would be Exit, just because it's just, it, it was like probably like the most simplistic production-wise, because it's basically just like an acoustic guitar and then like a little bit of like background vocals and her singing, but it's so raw. That's what got to me. The whole album felt really raw and authentic. And I was like, bro, you put your whole foot in this. And I loved it. So it, it took me by surprise. And that's why I'm saying it because I didn't think I was going to love it as much as I did, but I, I did. So that's mine. My pick would probably be Sleep Token. Take me back to Eden. I I love the whole album. There's maybe like one or two skips for me personally, um, but just the way they write songs, um, the way they rolled out the whole album of releasing each song in the almost almost every song individually to get to the album it is to build hype for it was just amazing, like all together. And the way that they they write music, the visuals that comes with the words he's just saying, it's just so amazing in my opinion. Like, I say this a lot, but the drumming on it was just immaculate. Like, there was never such a moment in none of these songs where I was hoping for the percussion to do something specific or different. Like, every time... I expected something, it was there, it delivered, and it was more than I wanted. It was amazing. And the vocals, the different genres they kind of swim through to kind of bring it all together was amazing. I think anyone who has a foot in type of metal rock music can really listen to it to expand a little bit more of their music taste. I thought you were just going to say, anybody who has feet... Listen to this album. Yeah, yo, if you have feet, listen you got to sleep. Heart, bro. Listen to Sleep Token. Uh, you would not miss. And I think this is a good place for us to wrap it up. Um, from us. Listen to the Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monae. From from <laughs> us to you guys. Thank you guys for listening to the very first episode. I know we all kind of went on tangents about music. Uh, a specific types of music, specific things, but we are really passionate about music and we're going to bring you more stuff to listen to and hopefully build a community where you guys can recommend us music also. We're also, gonna... let's not forget that Grace made a playlist. I did, and it'll so, be linked. So Definitely listen for that. Get some of her music My taste. My current music taste. We will be releasing a lot more. We're going to have... We're going to have this podcast. We're going to have, um, hopefully, TikToks, YouTube videos, and try to be anywhere and everywhere to annoy you guys. But thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned of what more to come. Bye.